This is the Sikkim Podcast, presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Waco, online at alansamuelsdcj.com. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Brooke Bednars and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics. We're glad you're with us this week. John Morris, Brooke Bednars, and Brooke, we're in the uh, presence of greatness for our podcast this week. How long have we been looking forward to this? And here it is. Jerry Hill is our guest on the Sikkim Podcast this week. Welcome, Jerry. Thank you, J-Mo. Yeah. I, I would say the same thing that I did when I was on your uh, new radio station. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Man, you were, you were scraping like <laughs> you, he, he was trying for all these home runs, Brooke, uh-huh. you know, first day, new new radio show. For a single. And he got, he got Jerry. <laughs> I'm like, wow. No. It well, was, the it real was thing, planned. you said, um, you know, who we've been like waiting right. to have on, but... <laughs> I mean, he stops by our office all the time, hoping yeah. to be on this podcast. I, oh, sure. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> little hints. I think he's you know, <laughs> oh, yeah, little, yeah. little seeds planted. Hey, <laughs> we could talk about so many things. Oh, and we are. We have so many things to talk about <laughs> yeah. today. That's great. Jerry is officially Baylor's director of sports journalism. Uh, we know him and love him as the Baylor Bear Insider, just uh, basically in-house writer for Baylor Athletics. Is that fair? Does that... And that covers part of it, but right. doesn't cover everything that you do. Yeah, and when I send emails out, like to other schools and stuff, that's kind of how I describe myself: in-house writer for Baylor Athletics. That that kind of describes it. And and you know, I try to cover as well. I try to cover all the sports and try to you know give them as good a coverage as I can. But yeah, I think that's the the easiest way is I'm the in-house writer. One thing I'm looking forward to today is kind of flipping it on you. Everyone, yeah. you write wow. about everybody, That's and right. now yeah. we get to say, hey, yeah. Jerry. Yeah, you're we in our to, world yeah. now. Other side, of, hear... other side of the mic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I'm a little nervous, Brooke, <laughs> particularly with you. Oh, you know, no. I, I'm just I'm worried about where you're going to go with this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a lot of No, we're going to have fun. We're going to have fun. There's <laughs> nothing I haven't you know, yeah, brought up or I, talked about, you right. know, through the years. So you're not worried about me. No, at all. I'm not worried about John. <laughs> yeah, that's <I'm> good. <laughs> ba- uh, <laughs> background, uh, history, uh, University of North Texas grad, proud, mean green, grew up in Arlington, yeah. proud of Arlington. You and JJ always yes. uh, are uh, sharing your Arlington, yeah, your Arlington roots and uh, worked at the Waco Tribune Herald. Where before the trip? Where'd you, where were stops? This oh, was it. Oh, that was it. it. Yeah, okay. I graduated from North Texas and I will, I will correct you on one thing. I'm actually a North Texas State University grad. Oh, it changed. Okay. It changed. I don't even remember how long after, but they actually sent me a deal. Hey, you want a new diploma? I'm yeah. like, and you got to pay for it. Yeah. No, I'm no. good. No, I'm thank good. You. I graduated from North Texas State University. Yeah. So no, John, when I was graduating and you know, you'd go through the process of sending out your resume and I had particular criteria and stuff and, and Waco trip met that criteria and, uh, interviewed for a job and wanted sports, obviously interviewed with Mr. Dave. Um, but they did not have a sports job opening at the time. So I took a copy desk job working on the news copy desk. And the second day I was there, a guy left to go to the Kansas city star. And I, I put in my two weeks there, 
Uh, Ernie Murray, who was the news editor at the time, he said, we got you for two weeks. So, uh, he wouldn't even let John Werner talk to me. He, like, kept him away. But, yeah, I worked on the copy desk for two weeks and then uh, jumped right into sports. So right. it, just, it was a great, you know, opportunity for me. How much of a draw was that, Mr. Dave, being at the trib? Yeah. yeah, it was funny because when I was at North Texas, and I guess I'd already sent my resume and stuff in, but um, he actually gave me some, um, I think it was high school stuff that I did, uh, the little high school clips or bios that uh, are in each uh, on each of the schools. And so I was actually doing some stuff for Texas football before I came down here. But, yeah, I mean, you know, who wouldn't want to work with a guy like that? Um, you know, amazing man and – and and it was so fun, uh, John, and you, you obviously have a similar story, but, you know, just being able to travel with him and being able to hear the story, best storyteller that you could ever be around. And, and man, I just, uh, so I spent 10 years with him uh, before he retired for the first time <laughs> in 1993. Um, and just, it was so much fun, you know, getting to learn from him. And, and one thing I remember from Mr. Dave is, uh, when I was doing the Texas football stuff and, and this was literally back when we were doing it on typewriter and sending him the copy and stuff. And man, that paper would come back with red marks yeah. all over it. <laughs> so you get humbled really quickly, but that's how careful and that's how much of an editor and, and just, you know, details and everything that he was. And, uh, yeah, you, you kind of walked away a little humbled, but you became better because of it. We do want to make sure – I know we all talk about Mr. Dave, but yeah. if for whatever reason you're listening and you <laughs> don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about Dave Campbell yeah. with Texas uh, football. Um, you, I want to know what the one thing – if you had to name one thing right. that you've taken away from your time with just working for him, working with him, being yeah. a friend of his, what's the one thing that you would say you've pulled away from that? Well, I think it goes back to the details because, um, you know, he wanted he wanted to make sure everything was right. Um, and one thing I'll remember, Brooke, though, is um, at one point my desk was just outside of his office and I would and I would look in there and you saw this big smile on his face like he's working on his column, but he's got this big old smile on his face. And you're like, man, he really enjoys what he's doing, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So I think that's part of it, too, is man, enjoy what you're doing because, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there that would love to do what any of us are doing, you know, working in sports, you know, covering sports, going to games. Um, I, you know, I think sometimes it amazes people that, hey, you don't pay to go to the games. Yeah. Yeah. You actually get paid to go to, to the go games. To. So, uh, yeah, I think that's probably one of the big deals is just enjoy what you're doing because, you know, um, and, man, he's enjoyed it for a long time. <laughs> So much so he came out of retirement. Uh, yeah, yes, <laughs> and he it's did. still writing. He's still writing. Yeah. yeah. So many life lessons from Mr. Dave oh, and yeah. the time you spent with him, you know, personal and professional. And, yeah. uh, you know, and you guys uh, continue to this day to be very close. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a lot of fun because, you know, again, he's a legend. But I, I tell you, Brooke, back to what you asked, too, though, you would never know by, you know, how he acts. Um I think he treats everybody the same way. Like I see him interact with students and stuff and it's, he treats them with the same respect that, you know, way more respect than they probably deserve at that point. But 
that's that's another thing you take from him is just he's so amazing with everybody, and he you wouldn't know that he's this legend. And I don't think he sees himself that way, but he is. Um, but yeah, John, to your point, uh, just the time that I've gotten to spend with him, and and obviously as as more than just my boss, my my initial boss. But I mean, we played tennis together. Um, I will tell you that he is probably one of the most competitive people I've ever been around because <laughs> yeah, yeah. he'd hit a he'd hit a shot and, and it'd go whizzing by me and he'd like we win <laughs> so I, I grew to hate him in those yeah. moments but darn a lot of fun a lot of fun well one thing stood out to me the first time I met him obviously I'd grown up reading all of his stuff right. knowing exactly who he was but the first time I met him I thought oh this is gonna be real quick it was at mm. the Texas Sports Hall of Fame and he was signing magazines and, uh, you know, I, I standing in line and then I realize, you know, if I was waiting in line for anything else, this line would be moving a lot quicker <laughs> than it is. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, am I being cut in line? Like what is going on? And then I look up and I start paying a little bit more attention and he wasn't just signing the magazine. He wanted to know your name. He wanted to know where you had come from, why you were here, wanted to know all of these things, and then was sharing stories with these people before they signed their he signed their magazine and they went on their way. And so I just thought, you know, how neat that even at this point, he's mm-hmm. still taking the time to get to know people because, I mean, the line was out the door. So he was there for well past his little window of time. And uh, I think that just says a lot about who he is and, um, you know, just the time and effort that he put into getting to know people, like you said. And John knows this, but his memory, I mean, mm. he is, mm-hmm. he's going to be 96 in March. And his memory back to, you know, some football game from 1949. I'm like, you know, I don't, wow. I'm trying to remember stuff that happened from this past season. <laughs> what did I eat for dinner yeah, last what did night? I, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and he'll joke about that. I don't remember what I ate for breakfast, but I, and it, it's amazing that you'll bring up a game and he doesn't just remember the score. He remembers plays. He remembers drives. I mean, it's amazing. The memory, obviously he wrote about a lot of these games, but you know, I've written a lot of stories too, and I don't remember yeah. details like that. He's just got a, you know, photographic memory. So while you were at the Waco trip, you were covering a wide assortment of things. Obviously now it's all Baylor, but um, one of the things you did cover was Baylor. But what else, what were the other things you were covering while you were at the Waco trip? Because you were there for 25 years. 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 That's a lot of, a lot of events to cover. And I will say, I probably shouldn't say this for the podcast, but I, so I was (laughs) there 25 years. I was supposed to get a 25 year award. It was a panini maker. I'm still waiting on it. Oh, Trib, come on. Trib, if you're panini listening, maker. <laughs> we need our panini maker. They've changed maker. ownership a few times <laughs> since I left. Yeah. <laughs> now, Brooke, I started out in high school. Like I said, I started out on the copy desk, but uh, when I moved over to sports, um, I, I, I was one of the two high school writers at that point. David Mantooth uh, was there, and him and I did the high school picks and all that. And I covered high schools for four years. I did some more high school coverage after that, but um, got the Baylor football beat in 1987. Um, John and I are kind of, again, similar in that situation that we kind of both started about the same time. And then, um, you know, as the years went on, now when Dave left, I I became the assistant sports editor. Um, But then... And that's that's what's ha- that's what's helped me along the way. Being there 25 years, you're like, man, did you get bored? You know, doing the same stuff. You know, I did the high school those first four years. I got the football beat in '87. Became the assistant sports editor in '93. 
And then um, this was this was kind of a big thing for me anyway, was when Kim Mulkey came in 2000, John Werner had been covering both basketball teams, men and women, and Kim Gorham, who was the sports editor at the time, to his credit, was like, hey, let's split these up. And I took the women and John took the men, and it was great. I mean, obviously, you know, people know – the history of that or how quickly they became really good. But that was so much fun. I mean, being in Indianapolis for that first final four in 05 and, and just traveling with them all that time. So I, you know, covered them from 2000 to 2008 when I came here, but uh, also did a lot of uh, MCC athletics. Um, I traveled, I even traveled with them some um, because of staff limitations and stuff. They don't cover that like a beat like they used to, but I mean, I did, you know, basketball, baseball, softball, everything, and would go to, like, region tournaments and stuff. And I remember I was traveling with uh, them. I think it was in basketball once. And Wendell Hudson was the uh, was the AD at the time. And um, when we, we were going to McDonald's for a meal, and he's like, Jerry, order anything on the menu that starts with <laughs> that starts with small. <laughs> hey, it's all open to you. Yeah. Anything that starts with small, you're good. So a lot, a lot of fun then. But yeah, so I, I did. I covered a wide variety of stuff, so many different sports and stuff. But it was it was a lot of fun. Fun 25 years. What's the one event that stands out of the 25 years? I'm asking. I'm putting a yeah. lot on the one. Oh yeah. I want to know the the one thing that when you think that stands out. You know, obviously the women's final four in 05 was a big deal, but I, the one I remember um, was the men's final four in, John, you might have to help me on this, but it was probably 86 or so when in Never Dallas. Nervous Purvis yeah. was yeah. there. You could not do this now, but we actually had two credentials and we rotated three people. Ah, oh, wow. You could not do that, <laughs> that does, now. That, right, is right. that, not that how would works, not jive, but it was, I think it was me, Mickey, and John. And, um, just being there, and, and and I think it was probably one of the last small arena, Final Four. That yeah, was at Reunion Arena. It was Reunion Arena, which is no longer there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, and I'm 25 at the time, covering a Final Four. That was such a big deal. Uh, and at the moment, that was that was about as good as it gets. You know, covering a Final Four. And again, there's no, you know, Baylor's not there, but I get to cover, you know, and that was Louisville mm-hmm. that won it. Louisville, <laughs> Louisville, Louisville mm-hmm. that won it. So that was that was that was probably a my favorite moment. I tell you one thing, I, I really always enjoyed covering too, though, was the Colonial Golf Tournament because um, my dad marshaled there for like 40 years. Mm. Oh wow! Um, just just retired or just finished doing that recently, but. Um, so I grew up going and watching that golf tournament and to be at, you know, be there covering it. That was, that was again, about as good as it gets. And the one I remember in particular was when Annika Sorenstam was there, first woman in yeah. a PGA event and, you know, getting to cover her there. Um, but also got to meet Dan Jenkins. Hmm. I have like three favorite authors and he's one of them. And I got to meet, not only just meet him there, but, most of the people are out on the course, and Dan and I are in the media room talking. Oh, wow. So, That's great. Again, just a great moment. And you know one of my other ones is John Grisham. Right. And Who J-Mo, we met here. J-Mo and I got to take a yeah. picture with him. Yeah. So uh, the one I have left is Larry McMurtry. And I may – you know, he's got a bookstore. I'm trying to remember where it is, but it's a little bitty place. And 
and he owns the bookstore. Huh. And I've thought about just making that trip in Texas. In Texas, yeah. yeah. And it starts with an A. Okay. I can't, can't remember the name. Kim Gorham, I know would know because okay. he's been there. But yeah, it's that's the third one on my list, and I haven't I haven't made, met him yet. But the other two. I've not only met, but got to talk to. And well, let's make so, that happen. Yeah. yeah. Take a little <laughs> I mean, road trip. And like like I said, he owns it, and usually he's in there. He, otherwise, he's a pretty much a recluse. But he he does own that bookstore, and, and uh, yeah, I, need, I do. I need to make that trip sometime. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. There's only one Motor Trend Truck of the Year. It's Ram from Alan Samuels. Now, kick off the new year with remarkable savings on new Rams during the Alan Samuels Start Something New sales event. This special New Year's event is underway right now, and you can save thousands on new Rams. Ram, for your family, farm, or business at Waco's most trusted dealer, Alan Samuels. Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. Whether on the field or cheering from home, Du Bois Furniture is proud to support the Baylor Bears. If your bear cave needs updating, Du Bois Furniture is here to help. With over 59 years of our family serving yours, let our experienced sales team help you find exactly what you want. We specialize in custom upholstery, stunning dining rooms, elegant bedrooms, gorgeous leather, and top quality mattresses. Come see us in Waco and Temple or visit us online at DuBoisFurniture.com. Du Bois Furniture, where beautiful homes happen. Now, back to the Sikkim Podcast, presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. So, what was the transition like from the trip where you're, you, you got to be neutral. I mean, uh, right. right now you're right. all Baylor. We're yeah. all Baylor. You're wearing a Baylor shirt, a Baylor jacket. I mean, we're all Baylor yeah. here. But at the trip, you, ha- you had to be uh, an objective journalist. Uh, what was the transition like from the trip? No matter what Tommy Witherspoon says, you, you were an objective <laughs> journalist. I was going to go. I was going to go there. I mentioned that. I name. did. I did get <laughs> accused of being a homer a few times. Although I felt like I was pretty straight line. You know, I and it, you do get close to the teams. I mean, when you cover them for that long, like I at the trip, I was the the football beat writer for twenty one years. You can't help but like grow close to them, get to know the coaches, get to know the players. So you do pull for them, you know. You try not to do that in your writing, uh, and it was easy to do for about four years there. But uh, <laughs> uh, the tra- <laughs> No names. <laughs> no names. The transition, though, John, um, it was interesting. Um, you know, obviously, and you know a little bit of that background, but Nick Jose had been talking to me for close to a year. He knew Dave was going to retire again. And I always said I would not want to be the one that followed <laughs> Dave and wasn't at the trip. Thankfully, Kim Gorham followed him. But uh, I, I did hear at Baylor, uh, he was the editor of the Baylor Bear Insider newsletter for 15 years. And they were just uh, – Dave was wanting to step away again, and, and I think they were looking for more immediacy. And this was a newsletter that was mailed out. You know, from, so the Saturday football game, you're getting stuff on it on Tuesday yeah. or something. So they were looking for – so we, you know, like I said, Nick had been talking to me for a year, and I was certainly interested. And, um, you know, so I came on board in August of 08. And uh, it was a great move, obviously. I mean, I think the the paper sold within the next month. You know, I, apparently I was the last straw, you know. <laughs> I mean, if we can't have Jerry Hill, we're just going to sell the sell exactly. Cox, Cox owned it the whole time that I was there. And, you know, that was a great situation for me. But, yeah, coming here, it was, it was, a, it was a great move. But you're right. I mean, and I think 
Nick in particular was a little worried at first, like, you know, is he going to be able to and, – and he had to read everything. Yeah, he did, uh, didn't he? Yeah, I remember he that. he read everything, and he just wanted to make sure that my, you know, slant or whatever. And I don't think I ever really had a problem with that. Uh, I, I was never going to, you know, throw coaches or players or whatever under the bus. I've, I remember, John, because we were doing blogs back then. And I remember writing one, um, and mine was – view from the hill and I still get comments about that because I well it's my Twitter account too mm -hmm. but it sounds very egotistical but mm -hmm. I did not come up with that on either one of them but uh, uh, Brad Sheffield was the oh, one Brad, who, okay. who actually came up with I the like name it. for the blog right and then he he made that my Twitter handle as well so I still get but anyway I remember one that I wrote that they weren't using Jeremy Sanders enough like he was this great athlete from Marlin and and uh, you know they just weren't – they were underusing him. And I remember writing that in a blog and regretting it, like, <laughs> like almost immediately. Yeah. Like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't have written that. <laughs> so, yeah, I've – you know, obviously uh, – and I've loved working at Baylor. Um, and, and it is different, though. I mean, when you've been on the other side for 25 years and then you do have to kind of shift gears um, to being in-house, it is different. And I'm, I'm telling you, one time that I remember where I was like, okay, I'm on board, was I was at a basketball event. And, again, I won't throw out names. But I remember somebody sitting on, like, what was then Champions Row. And it was a, it was a UT person, but he was sitting with a Baylor person. And this guy's, you know, cheering for UT down on the mm. Champions Row. Mm -hmm. And I was getting angry. <laughs> I was, like, getting – why is this guy down on <laughs> Baylor's Champions Row? So uh, that was when I was like, okay, yeah, I guess I'm, I guess I'm all on board. Mm -hmm. Well, we've all been on right. the other side, all three local of us media, have, yeah. all yeah, three right. of us. Yeah. And um, one thing that you said that stood out is even I, – I was not there for 25 years. Right. Not, I have barely been alive for 25 right. years. <laughs> but, thank you. Uh, Thanks, bro. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank we you for reminding us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm just reminding everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's so young. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, Stop. Uh, yeah. Being on both sides, um, one thing that was – it is difficult is because everyone – here in Waco is, is your audience in right. Central Texas, and they are Baylor fans, so it is easier to talk about when a team is winning. It's yep. more fun to talk yeah. about when a team is winning. Um, but switching over, and now we're all Team Baylor, like John right. said. You know, we're all wearing green. We get to talk about it on a podcast every week. Um, what would you say has been, once you realized yeah. that you were full on board Team Baylor, um, what's been kind of the biggest benefit in your own mind like for yourself probably the clothes in my closet <laughs> it's we have so, a lot of green and gold clothes it's so funny because you look at my closet uh, i have a walk-in closet and literally like this half is baylor stuff yeah. all the way back all my shirts are baylor <laughs> now and here's here's kind of a funny thing brooke and i don't know if you dealt with this at the at the tv probably did because there's budgets at the tv station mm -hmm. too but Travel oh, yeah. would probably be the biggest one of the biggest things because <clears throat> I remember and John and I were really John Warner and I were really good at it. Like we we always followed the company line and we tried to do everything we could to cut corners and stuff. Stayed at Motel Six, uh, flew the Red Eyes and all that. I remember one year um, when the Big Twelve tournament was in Dallas. It was, probably would have been like maybe oh four or so. But I remember um, I stayed at a uh, super 
Motel 6 or what, whatever whatever the one is that where you can actually stay. Mm-hmm. And I, so I was there a week, and Becky Gregory, who was our managing editor at the time, she was like, Jerry, you cannot do this to yourself. And I'm like, I, I know I'm not going to be there very long, right. you know, at, mm-hmm. in the hotel room. So it really didn't matter to me. But that's But that is probably one of the biggest things is, you know, traveling on, you know, charter flights and staying at nice hotels and – but I, I think, too, Brooke, uh, just the family here, because, I mean, there was a camaraderie in that locker room, uh, in the in the newsroom. There was a camaraderie, particularly with sports, that was very unique. But I think coming here and seeing that family atmosphere throughout the building, throughout athletics, really throughout Baylor, um, that's been, you know, such a huge thing for me. And I remember <clears throat> when I came here and we went through uh, – I don't know if you would have gone through it, but and I, I can't remember if they're doing it now, but it was wow, the orientation. It was like a three-day thing. And I remember at one of our first meetings, we had we had prayer. The lady mm-hmm. led prayer. Yep. And I was like, 25 years at the trip? I don't know if anybody ever said a prayer other than, man, we pray Jerry meets deadline. And, <laughs> and it, didn't, it didn't happen a lot. So, yeah, that was kind of a unique thing that, that hit me right in the face. Like, you know, there was there was prayer in my very first meeting at Baylor. So that's that's obviously been a huge benefit for me. Yeah, I didn't – we didn't have WOW, when, right. but we did have the two-day orientation. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, obviously, you know, faith isn't – the only reason, the only way, not reason, the only way faith was incorporated in any of the stories I worked on was if the person I was interviewing brought it up themselves. Right. That's how right. that works. Um, and if, of course, if they did, just my personal, I would always, you know, include it because sure. that meant a lot to them. Yeah. Um, but then here, kind of you mentioned the prayer being the first thing for you. My very first assignment here mm-hmm. um, was actually to make videos of the four pillars Mm -hmm. and of the four pillars, the very first one I had was spiritual growth. And so my story was to sit down with these student athletes and hear about their faith testimony and how they've grown in their faith and gotten to know Jesus since they came to Baylor. And I called my mom and I go, you'll never believe what I did today. (laughs) And this is a story and I get to be a part of that and it's encouraged. And so, um, yeah, going off of that, I know this is it's very open here. Very, you know, it is a spiritual place to pl- to to work and play. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's been a neat thing for me because I remember um, in my career at the Trib, um, and I'm trying to remember his name, John, but Brad, that was the PA guy that got in trouble. Brad Cox. Yes. So Brad, actually, I went to church with Brad. Uh-huh. I was the college um, director at the time, and I remember him wanting to come meet with me about what's it like being a Christian mm. in a media business? Because that's a, it's, it's that's a very, nice for you. That's a it's a very you. valid yeah. question though, yeah. because when you look around and you know, it's very liberal, it's, and, but yeah, he, he saw that in me, which I appreciate, but, but just that, just that sit down was like, yeah, it, it is a struggle at time. Um, you know, and Bryce Cherry, who's the sports editor now, he's he's been a deacon at, at the Baptist Church. And so him and I have also had some of those same discussions that sometimes it is a struggle to be a Christian, to be, you know, a person of faith in this business, in media. So, um, and I hope that, that we show that light, mm-hmm. you know. And here I can openly show that light. Mm-hmm. 
If you need a trailer, Flat Rock Trailers has got you covered. From light-duty single-axle utility trailers to the big text tandem duels. We also carry a full line of enclosed cargo trailers. Need a motorcycle trailer? We've got them. Need a dump trailer? We've got the largest selection in the state. Oil field trailers? We carry a full line of big text trailers to handle all your needs. Trailer repairs? We repair all makes and models. We'll even rent you a trailer if you need to use one for a day. Flat Rock Trailers, your number one source for all your trailer needs. Find us at flatrocktrailers.com. To say my wife and I have a lot to clean is an understatement. So we go to TNG Chemical, where the pros know what cleaning solutions to use and give us detailed instructions on exactly how to use them. We never got that kind of advice from any other stores. And the prices at TNG are great. From general household cleaners to odor control solutions for our pets, we go to TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. You're listening to the Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics. Here again are Brooke Bednarz and John Morris. Jerry Hill is our guest on this week's Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics. Jerry has, has been around Baylor Athletics for a long time. We've talked about that from his work at the Trib for 25 years and now here at Baylor since uh, August of 2008. As such, uh, Jerry has, has inherited the unofficial title of historian for Baylor Athletics. Yep. Yes. And there's others we can draw upon, like Mr. Dave, like Coach Hart. I mean, there's a lot of people who have been here a lot longer than we have. Right. But, uh, but, Jerry, you've seen a lot in Baylor Athletics. And, uh, and your memory, I think, is very, very good. You talk about Dave's, but your memory is very good. And especially, let me pay you a compliment here, not just football or basketball, the, the other sports, the tennis, the golf, the track and field, all those things, you've covered all those through the years. And you're a good resource, really good resource in the history of uh, really all the sports. Yeah, and, John, it's it's been – I think I've been on the Hall of Fame board now for like seven or eight years. And, and man, it's it's so much fun to do that because, I mean, it is an honor too, but it's, it's, it's so fun to – to look at all the ones that have come through here and stuff. So that's, that's been a big deal for me. And, and, uh, you know, I know Walter wanted me to be on it because of my knowledge of the history and stuff, but, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Cause you know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of good people on that board too. I think Ricky Thompson's on there too, but there's a lot of good people. It's on another that topic with Ricky. <laughs> You're talking about the Baylor athletics. Hall yeah. Of Baylor Fame. athletics yeah. hall of fame. Now Part of the did, selection I w- process I was on at one point I was on the Texas high school football right. hall of fame, which, you know, again, that was, that was a lot of fun to be a part of that. But yeah, Baylor athletics hall of fame for the last, I think seven or eight years. Well, one thing that stood out to me is even when I was, uh, working TV before I came to Baylor, I would interview some of these Wait, athletes. Wait, you work TV? What? <laughs> Crazy. What? <laughs> they would, uh, I would come across these athletes and I'd be interviewing them and then they'd say, oh, do you know John Morris? Do you know Jerry Hill? <laughs> I remember he blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm like, and I'm like, man, they know yeah. everybody, uh-huh. you know? And so part, of, I've said it once, I've said it probably three times now. Um, I'm going to say it one more time, but just being on these podcasts and getting to hear the stories. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I've been giddy knowing that we get to have, I get to sit here with both of you, you know, like y'all are both historians to hear, you know, and to just hear all about, um, the history of all these Baylor athletics, um, all the student athletes that have come here and been super successful. And I mean, now y'all were part of, you know, the 25 for 25 and, uh, I want to hear from you what, 
what that is and kind of tell people if they haven't heard already. It's been going on for a little bit now, um, but it will carry out for the next couple of months. So Baylor Athletics 25 for 25. And I think John initiated this, but, uh, you know, Baylor or or Big 12 was doing their 25 for 25 and, and, you know, kind of latching onto that idea. We thought we could do a Baylor 25. And I I think there are some that are in the Big 12 one Mm -hmm. that are from Baylor, obviously. But we thought that'd be pretty – well, I think the initial thought was that would be easy. (laughs) It was not easy. The hard part is narrowing it down to 25 because – you're talking about 25 years. You're talking about 19 sports. Um, you know, we've added A&T and Equestrian since the start of Big 12. Soccer was coming in as we were going into Big 12. But, uh, man, there are so, you know, that's a lot of time, a lot of great athletes. And, uh, you know, it was it was tough. Um, and John, I'm trying to remember the number, but I think, you know, there's been in that era of 96 through 2000, um, there's, you know, I think maybe close to 40 Hall of Fame wow. that have been elected, you know, from that era. Mm-hmm. So you could have done it just with that. But then if you had done just that, then you would have eliminated the 2010 through 20 era, which has arguably, been very successful. <laughs> arguably yeah. the best decade, not even arguably, it is the best yeah, decade the best. of Baylor athletics. So, yeah, it was tough because there have been so many phenomenal athletes during that time. But it – it was it was a labor of love though it was a lot of fun um it made made some tough decisions um but yeah it's and again we could have done easily another 25 another 50 i mean uh but these are we feel like the best of the best and there were some great names left off but uh yeah we've you know and we you're right we're into our third week now um and uh have enjoyed enjoyed it um and i'm curious to see how people will react to it and and maybe curious to see what their reaction to is when somebody's left off Mm -hmm. we started it alphabetically um so let's say that one more time alphabetically alphabetically Alphabetically. all bolded underline this is not one through 25 so we did benjamin becker and andrew billings that first week and then stacy bauer smith and trayvon bromell um in that second week and again those are you know, phenomenal athletes. Uh, Whitney Canyon will be uh, uh, posted uh, on it was Tuesday, tomorrow. Yeah, uh, yesterday. Tom- mm-hmm. So, again, great athletes, and uh, and there's you know another twenty or whatever coming. So, yeah, it's it's been fun, uh, and I know John's had a, a radio uh, part in this too, but uh, been able to do stories on each of the five so far, and. And 20 more to go. And, and it, again, it was a lot of fun. Um, had to make some tough choices. And, and, and I, I struggle with some of the ones that were left off. Mm-hmm. I really, I really do. Um, so, um, as much fun as it was, it was tough to leave some of those names off. Obviously criteria, I mean, best mm-hmm. of the best right? accolades and accomplishments and things like that. Um, but kind of what separated in your yep. mind, the best from the best of the best. And, and part of the problem too, Brooke, is you, you are um, judging or, you know, critiquing whatever people across those 19 sports. Mm-hmm. So how do you judge a, you know, say a six four, 300 pound defensive lineman versus a, I won't even get into weight, but 
you know, an A and T athlete, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, it's, it's very hard to, to judge, compare or whatever, it's but apples and oranges. <laughs> right. So what we looked at really was, um, you know, all Americans, um, and, and really I would say probably the vast majority of them were national award winners. Um, I, d- I don't know if you know, but we did have, he's not on, he's not there yet, but we did have one Heisman Trophy winner in the history of Baylor. So he might make the list. <laughs> that's kind of fits in that category yeah. though. So we did look at that and that's, so that's a way to at least compare different sports is if they were the best in that sport that year, they're probably going to make the list. So uh, again, it left off some great ones, but when you, when you start with that as the bar, um, then you you know you feel good about the list you come up with. Well, of the five, I mean, just looking at right. it, we have you know national NCAA champions, and they're you know some of them are two time. We have Olympians, we have NFL yeah. <laughs> athletes. Andrew, Andrew Billings was the Big Twelve uh, uh, co defensive player of the year mm-hmm. and um, uh, defensive, defensive lineman, lineman of the year, mm-hmm. draft pick, and playing playing uh, in the NFL. So yeah, it's. Again, I think each one of them deserve to be on there, and there's a few that aren't on there that probably deserve to be on there. It's and but that's good. There's there will be debate and there will be you know some discussion about who weren't on it, who who is on it. So that's good. That's a good thing. Obviously, articles are being put out whenever they're being announced, right. so you're getting to visit with them. So I'm assuming they know ahead of time. You know, honestly, in 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 some cases, I I've done I've pulled stuff from other stories I've written. Okay. But now with Whitney Canyon, who who again was posted yesterday, um, I actually did visit with her. But uh-huh. I said I prefaced it. I did have not told her. I prefaced it with I just want to do a little update before softball starts. So I did okay. not. I did not tell oh, her. Oh, really? I did not tell her that she was on our. So when they're posted, it's just it's a surprise. Yeah, that's cool. So it was, but it was good catching up with Whitney. I actually talked with her and 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 got an update on how she's doing and stuff. So those are fun, and I and I think um, you know I can't. I'm I'm not going to be able to talk to all 25, but I think that conversation I had with her. I think I'm going to do more of those though too to try yeah. to try to get an update on where they are, that kind of thing. And, and she's obviously married, has two children. And, and I asked her about, you know, if she's going to, you know, stay in coach or if she's going to coach or whatever. And, and she did for a little bit. And I think she's gotten a lot of requests and stuff for pitching lessons and stuff. Um, and she, she does work with a niece, um, but her daughter turns one at the end of this month. And I think that's what she's waiting for. She's waiting to, uh, to work with Reagan, um, her, her daughter. So that'll, that'll be a lot of fun. There were so many tough decisions to, to yeah. really narrow the, the candidates down. The list started with about 100, right? right. Yeah. 100 Ooh. qualified candidates to yeah. be on this list, 25 for 25. And to get it down to 25, there were some really tough decisions to be made. And we all agreed that, that for some sports, maybe not all, but for some sports, we could have done a top 25 Absolutely. in an individual sport. Think oh, yeah. about that. Yeah. So that shows the uh, quality of student-athletes that have come through here in the 25 years of the uh, Big 12 Conference. Yeah, and you think about that era, John. I mean, it is, it's been unbelievable. I mean, yes, there were some struggles in football during that first part of that. 
But if you look across the board, I mean, and then if, particularly if you look at this last 10 years, it's been an amazing decade. Um, but I think, you know, we worked, uh, the list wound up being about split. You know, we were kind of wondering about, or is there going to be too much recent bias, that kind of thing. But I think we did a pretty good job in terms of, um, you know, there's, there's some history there. There's some in that first 15 years, mm -hmm. but then we had pretty good equal representation with the last 10 years, which you had to have. You had to have some from this decade because it is the best decade in Baylor athletics history. There's only one Motor Trend Truck of the Year. It's Ram from Allen Samuels. Now, kick off the new year with remarkable savings on new Rams during the Allen Samuels Start Something New Sales event. This special New Year's event is underway right now, and you can save thousands on new Rams. Ram, for your family, farm, or business at Waco's most trusted dealer, Allen Samuels. Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. I hate my job, but I don't mind getting up in the morning. I try to stay, but I can't wait to get out of bed. You ask me why, and what I'll say to you is true. Well, you can get breakfast tacos at Rudy's Barbecue. Scrambled eggs and brisket, they ain't fooling around. Salsa wrap, son, they're the best in town. Barbecue for breakfast, yes, it's true. Put a smile on your morning at Rudy's Barbecue. This is the Sikkim Podcast, presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Waco, online at alansamuelsdcj.com. Continuing this week's Sikkim Podcast with Jerry Hill, it's brought to you by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat on the web at Alan Samuels dcj.com jerry uh, we talked about uh, you know being around baylor athletics so long you are our uh, sort of our resident historian and part of that this week there is a uh, a major date in baylor history that uh, we remember every year it's this friday the 22nd of january the anniversary of the uh, immortal the tragic immortal 10 uh, bus train crash in Round Rock. Right. And uh, I think we at Baylor and in Baylor Athletics and then Baylor Basketball specifically do a really good job of recounting yeah. that story and, and remembering the Immortal Ten every year. Really do. Um, I, I've enjoyed, um, and I don't remember when that started, but I've, I've enjoyed, you know, the players wearing those jerseys. Mm -hmm. That's been a really cool thing. I remember the first time they did it and I was like, Wait a minute. That's that's Ish Wainwright. That's not you know <laughs> it's not Kelly Jack or Winchester. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's like, right. That's not who that. Who are these guys? But no, I think that's been a cool thing. A great way to you know to memorialize those guys. And um, yeah, it's. I think anything like that, and obviously you know we've had some other schools that have gone through you know similar tragedies. I would say, but. And I think it's important to remember stuff like that and and the impact it had. And, you know, the first overpass was created after that. Um, and just, you know, so I'm, sh I'm sure there were a lot of safety measures that have been put in place since then. And then you hear, you know, it wasn't just, you know, these 10 people died, but you had a hero out of it in mm -hmm. Abe Kelly, I believe, mm -hmm. and, and pushing his – longtime childhood friend, his, you know, just somebody that he was really close to saving that life. So we can remember that too, that, you know, yes, there were 10 that died, but there was a hero in there and he saved somebody could have been 11. 
might have been an immortal 11, but he saved one. Um, so I think we need to remember stuff like that too. And, and, you know, we do have remembrances, you know, with the monument that was put in place in 07, Castellaw Communications Building, you know, that was from his family. So, yeah, I think it's good to remember stuff like that. And, and like I said, I, I think the, my favorite part of that, though, is the basketball jerseys and, mm-hmm. and, and seeing that and, and knowing that, you know, that those guys know who those are, too. And, and that's this is brought up, I guess, at every freshman mm-hmm. right, orientation mm-hmm. or whatever. That's it. It's not just athletics. It's not athletics yeah, yeah, the campus does a really good job, freshman orientation right. every year, telling the story and retelling about the Immortal Ten. So it is uh, really a part of the fabric of, of Baylor University, not just Baylor athletics. And being on that side, too, it always hits me a little hard, the deal about the Lariat reporter. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, he wouldn't have even been on that. But or on the on that trip, so um, yeah, just stuff like that. That uh, and and again, I think it's good to remember that um, and and to learn from it and whatever. But I I, I think uh, it is part of Baylor's history, and we do need to remember that. Obviously, when they started with the jerseys, I'm sure you got to visit with some of the players mm-hmm. um, year after year and talk to them about what it means yeah. for them to wear those jerseys. So I'm interested to hear some of those comments that you can recall um, on what it means to them because, yeah. you know, they grow up and they, you know, are admiring all of the college basketball players and they want their jersey with their name on it. Right. But then to kind of pause and be a part of that history, recognize and honor that history specifically for their sport. Um, What are some of the things that they've told you? And I think I remember in particular, um, you know, and they, they always play, they always say they play for the name on the front, Mm -hmm. but I think for one night they play for the name on the back too. You know, that's a, that's a big thing. You know, they, they always play for the name on the front for Baylor, but for that one night, they also play for that name on the back. And, and uh, I, I know it was, and John would probably be able to share in this too but I, I know ish seemed like he always it meant a lot to him really yeah meant, it, was, it made an impact with mm-hmm. him that, mm-hmm. that this was something special well uh that anniversary is coming up it's this friday it's january 22nd 1927 was the year and uh thanks for giving us your thoughts on that uh as we wrap things up let's uh let's change the tone just a little bit oh Jerry, as our in-house writer, is, you know, it's kind of on an island. You know, there's not a lot of guys in the department <laughs> that, that do. I mean, everybody in athletic communications writes, but what you do is sort of on an island. Yeah. What I do is sort of on an island also in the athletic department. So, Jerry, we've adopted Jerry in our, our radio crew oh, book. Yes. I don't know oh, if you know this, okay. but uh, a lot of travel, uh, a lot of, lot of times, you know, it'll be our radio crew and Jerry. Yeah. So he's, yeah. a, he's an adjunct member of our Baylor radio crew and uh, Jerry um, we could probably do a whole nother podcast yes, yes. about our travels and how how loved you are among our our radio so broadcasters so yes, yeah. yes yes but they you love do, me you fit right in you you really do fit right in and and Ricky Thompson and I do have that special special it's very special yes um, yeah it's John I and I do appreciate you including me in that group because that it is a fun group to travel with um and it worked out so well when, you know, when uh, we weren't traveling with the team that, that we were able to go separately. And, and it is a fun group to be a part of. And, and yes, I might get kidded a little bit. Um, <laughs> a, a little. Lot. Yeah, a little. 
So, but you handle it so well. I, I handle You're it Jerry so Hill. well. You're Jerry Hill. You also dish it out. So, so Brooke, That's true, Brooke. Very good. I think we were on the Iowa State trip this year, and uh, I had um, Argyle dress socks with my tennis shoes. Okay. And now, Brooke, as a, as a female, yeah. what do you think about <laughs> I mean, okay. Is yeah. that obvious? <laughs> yeah. A little, yeah. Odd, a little now, weird. I had khakis or probably these same pair of pants on, but, yeah, so – Ricky Thompson was like, wait a minute, what What are those? <laughs> what are those? What, what are you wearing, <laughs> Jerry? And so gave me a hard time, and I think it it's was – It's all the, about comfort. I, it, you know, I, style I, until it is necessary And it was – they were longer, so they covered my, you know, my legs and stuff. But anyway, so the next trip I think was tech, and um, my friend John Morris – Good brought, friend. brought me a pair of uh, Nike uh, athletic socks. White socks. Yes. White socks yes. to wear with my uh, tennis shoes. It was a gift from all of us. It was a gift. Yes, and it there was a, there was a presentation made even. Oh, so I'm sure. it was it was a whole thing. I'm yeah. pretty sure it wound up on Twitter and the oh, whole yeah. thing. Their so, pictures. Yes. Yeah, and now um, this <laughs> we, this doesn't work for podcasts, but now we I'm, can describe I it. I have though. I have converted, so I I wear the shorter like. Uh, ankle, ankle high, yeah, kind of no show type right, socks, right, right, with, with my tennis, tennis shoes. shoes. And my wife is actually proud of me too that uh, you know that I that I have converted. Oh, that's so. I good. think she's still curious why I wear athletic socks with my slacks, but it's what's comfortable. Yeah, and with uh, tennis shoes, it's with, with tennis, tennis shoes. shoes. So, so. Um, anyway. That Don't was, worry, we t- we've snapped a okay, photo. Good, we can tweet good. it out. Yeah, we will tweet so I, it out. I owe that so you to can believe us. Ricky Thompson and to John Morris and JJ Joe and Bob Baker, uh, that crew that uh, they have welcomed me as part of uh, the auxiliary radio crew. That's right. I am a yeah, what do they call that? Uh, ad hoc, not ad hoc. Adjunct. 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 That's the word I use. Yeah. yeah adjunct. Yeah, adjunct. You're you're so, a part. No, you're just a part, part of, of the our crew. crew. You yeah. absolutely are. I have have a lot of fun with that. It's well, a great uh, group text name, I'm sure. Baylor Radio <laughs> and Jerry. And Jerry. <laughs> Jerry. Yes. He's in there. He's in that yeah, group text. I'm in there somewhere. Well, know how much we appreciate you and your good work, and I know we speak for a lot of people when we say that, and it's fun to uh, visit with you and share some stories uh, back to trib days and getting to Baylor and then uh, historical perspective that you have. So we appreciate your time on this week's Sikkim Podcast. I, I I will tell you, John and Brooke, this went way longer than I thought. I thought, <laughs> I thought we were going to visit for like 10 minutes and oh, be 10 done. Minutes. Yeah. No. Yeah. So no, this no. is fun. Lots I appreciate you guys stories. and what you guys do too. We've enjoyed it. Thanks yeah. for coming. Jerry Hill, Baylor's Director of Sports Journalism, Baylor Bear Insider, and Snappy Dresser, our guest on this week's Sikkim Podcast. For uh, Jerry and Brooke Bednars, I'm John Morris. Talk to you next week with our next Sikkim Podcast. You've been listening to the Sikkim Podcast. Presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Waco. Online at alansamuelsdcj.com. The Sikkim Podcast has been a production of Baylor Athletics.